Hey, everybody, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with NPR's Ann Powers. Hello, Robin. Alt-Latino host, Ana Maria Sayer. What's up, Robin? And contributor and NPR Music alum, Letitia Harris. Hi, Robin. Earlier this week, we posted NPR Music's list of the top 50 albums of 2022. Now we've got the best songs of the year. Our top 100 songs of 2022 just posted online. You'll find that at NPR.org. But on this episode, we're going to count down and talk about the top 10 songs from that list, starting with Steve Lacey's Bad Habit from his album Gemini Writes. In at number 10, Steve Lacey's Bad Habit. song like I'm sitting here trying not to sing out loud as we listen to that (laughs) I think it's the biggest earworm of the year like I hate that word but there's a reason you know TikTokers showed up to Steve Lacey concerts in droves without knowing any word (laughs) to any song but Bad Habit. Um, It's addictive, it's groovy, it's the ultimate vibe. But also to remind everyone, he is a multi-hyphenate who has established himself as a very valuable collaborator in the R&B and hip-hop space, indie pop as well. You know, he's the internet's guitarist, producer for Mac, J. Cole, Vampire Weekend, Tyler, writer for Solange, Blood Orange, like the list literally goes on and on. It is absolutely an earworm, but I like to think of it almost as like a very classy earworm, if that makes sense. But this really was the year of sad bangers, right? Like this was the moment where people were absolutely open to and dancing to and excited about songs that really pack a lot of punch in terms of the melancholy. And this is absolutely a song that I think made sense for this year and honestly this generation. For me, sonically, it's really of the moment. You know, there's kind of a texturized quality Mm. to it. It feels like it has a lot of layers. And I also really just think the message of this song is so all ever relevant, but, you know, particularly perhaps to Gen Z, because it is that sense of, I don't know where the world is going. I don't know where this relationship is going. I'm trying to locate myself and articulate who I am. I love the hook. I bite my tongue. It's a bad habit. And the song is Steve Lacey learning how not to bite his tongue. And also the what Letitia said about being a multi-hyphenate. I think just the whole idea of containing multitudes is also very of the moment. Totally. Steve Lacey's Bad Habit from the album Gemini Writes comes in at number 10 on our list of the year's best songs. Next at number nine is the singer Joyce Rice and her song Ice Tea. See the skin glow 
clean like Coco. Keep up with my tempo while I let go. Wait, feel some way. When I'm in my back and slow the pace, I know my place. It's a shame how you hate on everything and everyone when you're the one to blame. I just love this one so much because it just, it gets me bopping every single time. It is such a smooth, easy listen, and, and I think it really was a beautiful way for her to kind of showcase the larger shift that she she was having as an artist on her EP Motive, which she released this year. And this was kind of that beautiful encapsulation of this transformation for her. I mean, it's really exciting to see her be able to explore the themes that she does, the themes about herself and her empowerment and her life, but in this really receivable, easy listening kind of way that makes you feel as though, you know, she, she's offering everyone an entry point into the work that she's creating. Right. I think the percussives from Kei Trinata, they're a little disparate, a little bit clanky and, you know, random, but her voice really smooths it out really, really well. And this song to me sounds like the South in the early 2000s gets very much like summer, hot, you're walking around and it's just a beautiful breezy day and nothing can stop you. I love this track. I think as a singer, really, she impresses me on this song. There's almost like a jazz quality, you know, and the right before the chorus, that little run she does, it's so mm-hmm. controlled yet feels very spontaneous and, and as you're saying, you know, kind of light. Joyce Rice's Ice Tea, the number nine song on our top ten list. In at number eight is the band Muna and their song, What I Want. When I go out again, I'm gonna drink a lot. I'm gonna take a shot, cause that's just what I want. Talking about the themes for this year, I think one thing 22 was, was a year of culminations. Mm. Artists who've been around a little while, reaching a new level, maybe finding their perfect frame. And that's the case with Muna, a trio from Los Angeles. They put out a couple records on a major label and then that wasn't working out. So shifted over to Phoebe Bridger's label, Satisfactory. Satisfactory. Oh my gosh, I never said it out loud before. Oh, you've got to be kidding me, Anne. Okay, you, there, I've you never knew that. <laughs> what? It's Saddest. one of the greatest word plays of all Factory. time. <laughs> Saddest. Factory. Wow. Oh my gosh. All okay, respect. I didn't realize that either. You, you all need to speak out loud maybe more often. <laughs> I read. Perhaps I, I should. So they. Wow. So they. They hooked up with Phoebe Bridgers and had a big breakthrough with the song Silk Chiffon, which was this swooning expression of satisfied queer desire. came out last year. What I Want is from the self-titled album that includes that song, and it takes that feeling to the dance floor. 
I was reading Genius, as one does, and a commenter on the site said that this song captures the second adolescence that a lot of queer people go through because mm. growing up facing homophobia, they were prevented from you know getting to have all those boisterous, freeing moments of self-fulfillment right. when they were actually teenagers. And my favorite moment in this song is when singer Katie Gavin hits that high note on the word mm-hmm. gay in the line, I want to dance in the middle of a gay bar, you know? It's so <laughs> great. It's just a glorious expression of claiming Forget space. Forget her and get on the record. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to put that on a little loop. You just, you just saying that. And, uh... and I'm so glad you mentioned the second adolescence. As a bisexual, I was able to go through puberty in middle school, high school, muscle minnows, more or less. Um, and then again in college. And this song is like actually everything I could ask for in a track. It's like 2000s Y2K maximalist pop, self-titled Rina Sawayama meets Blackout Britney Spears. And it's just the perfect hazy disco night's about to start. Anything can happen. Getting ready with the girls track. But then you do have that double layer meaning of the hedonistic delayed adolescence of queer people and us being able to actually go after things we want. Everything Katie is asking for and saying that she wants to go after in the song, you know, it's not that to many people, it's not that big. You know, you want to dance, you want to have a crush on someone, you want them to like you back. But for queer people, that release of being able to be like, this is what I've wanted for so long and I've avoided it, but now I'm going to go out and I'm going to get it. I think this is a perfect song to be on our top 10 list. Muna from their self-titled album, the song coming in at number eight on our list is What I Want. Next at number seven is Paramore's This Is Why. It's such a huge song. We have a great chorus to this song that is classic Paramore, but also for me gives kind of like MCR, Black Parade a little bit, Arena Emo to the max. The song is about, you know, kind of the world is messed up, but somehow the song breaks through that idea that the world is messed up and is a coping mechanism as well. And the band has never felt more locked in, you know, Haley, Taylor York, our guitars, drummers, Zach Farrow, all together. They are just at their peak form and really ready to take on the world again. Now that I think it is generally acknowledged that they are one of the most important bands of the 21st century. Paramore has been around for so long and they've evolved through so many different sounds like Christian, emo, rock, um, <laughs> right? sunny pop. And this is such a strong return for them. I feel like this is also the first album that they've had the same member lineup 
from the previous album. And you can really tell like the synergy here between the three of them is just so phenomenal. And it just like shines to this track. And they've been able to bring in all the eras that they've experimented with, both as solo and group endeavors, to create this amazing return to form. And you mentioned that your favorite part in the Muna song is when Katie goes high on that one note. For me, it's when Haley on this song goes high on the line, this is why I don't leave the house. You say the coast is clear, <laughs> but you won't catch me out. Instant anthem of the year for me. Actually, an- an- <laughs> anthem, anthem of my life, honestly. And the fact that she makes a little dig at social media near the top of the song, too, doesn't hurt when she says if you've got an opinion, you know, maybe, maybe you should just keep it to yourself. But, you know, it's funny because she says, I, this is why I don't leave the house. But this song leaves the house massively. And, and so it's one of those songs. It's not happy, sad, but it's like introvert, extrovert. Uh, that tension is what drives it. Yeah, this is why the name of the song and it's going to be the name of the album that comes out next year in February. The song is number seven on our best songs of the year list. We'll do one more before we take a break. It's the number six song on our list. From the Atlanta rappers Gunna and Future, this is Push and P. Turn me up, P. Putting us in a paddock in my piece. I'm pushing P. Cop new hammers for my P. We don't want no peace. Got a spot at Cross Spot. Jeff of Peace. Drop the data, now we plant inside the peace. She not a lesbian for peace. She turned lesbian. Push P. I'm pushing P. On capital P, I write the president, count presidents. Push P. Portuguese on her knees, mopping down a P. She let me squeeze and she leave, cause she keep the P. Private sweet, privacy, don't push and P. This song is ridiculous in the most entertaining way possible. <laughs> Welcome to Sesame Street, where the letter of the day is P. Um, <laughs> the, you know, Push and P is a song where the cultural context around it, I feel, is much bigger than the sound. You know, you have simple mm. trap beats with Gunna and Young Thug trading bars back and forth about, you know, wealth, drugs, the usual trappings of the rich rapper genre. But it still set the tone for the whole year. And, you know, it was the first big song of 2022. I think only a weekend and it just really was inescapable IHOP was pushing P Gunna was pushing P obviously somehow I think Gunna tweeted something at one point regarding the Ukraine invasion regarding pushing peace yeah. and that to me is just no yeah, yeah it <laughs> it's, be- it's better than IHOP tweeting we're always pushing p- pancakes well I think once a little more like I'm aware of the situation and how serious <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, this was um, an interesting song. It really set the tone at the beginning of the year. It was really huge for a very short amount of time. But in that short amount of time, it was really, really big. You know, if you're not pushing P, you're not doing it right. Sonically, it's really tight and it's really interesting to listen to. But I do think that there's so much around it that, that grew beyond the song itself, which is always interesting to see. I mean, I guess right. it's good to leave room for interpretation and and you don't know what push and pee means? Push and pee. One thing I won't talk <laughs> about pancakes. in mixed company. Pancakes. Yeah, and that, that push and pee, we shouldn't talk about mixed company. But I feel like pushing pee is about integrity. You know, being mm. a real person, being okay. who you are, standing on who you are. Ha- Not has positivity? Not positivity? 
Well, I mean, so it became shorthand for anything that was cool. But when this appeared on our list, the first thought I had was, are we going for it because we still think it's a great song? Or is it because it stands for such a big moment this year? It's the latter, right? But that's, uh, you know, that's a huge accomplishment in the pop world to coin a phrase like that. It's, It's a goal. And goal achieved. Gonna you push me. And it also, it, uh, it turns out a lot of words start with P. Right. I, I did not know that. Who knew? So many, so many words. Who knew? All right. I think we've run this one into. We pushed this. We've, we've pushed gone this. too far. We're pushing P here. We need to Are stop. You sure? Can we throw in a couple more P puns real quick? I hope everyone has their P popper filters on their mics. <laughs> Gunna and Future on Push and P, claiming the number six spot on our list of the top ten songs out in 2022. We've got the top five songs coming up next, but first, we need to take a short break. Chica, ¿qué dices? It's All Songs Considered from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, Ana Maria Sayer, and Letitia Harris. We're counting down the top 10 songs of the year. We start the second half of the show off with NPR Music's number five pick, Rosalia's Saoko. Oh, wow. Um, there's so much to be said about this song because so much happens. She does so much. But I think that Rosalia is leveling up in, in all kinds of ways this year. And I, I think that in many ways, she has often been her own best competitor. I think that like every new project she does is kind of expanding on and, and expounding on and creating something bigger and larger and more stylistically variable than what she's done in the past. <laughs> This song in particular, serving as the opening track for her album, I mean, it really showcases all of the layers of of who she is and and what she's capable of. And, you know, you get the jazz in there, you get the dembo, you get her energy and what she brings to the table. And, you know, she really is a musician's musician, truly, I think. What do you think about its connection to the song it calls back to, the Daddy Yankee song? Yeah, Saoko. It's an interesting callback, right, because uh, not to get into it too in-depth, but a big question around Rosalia is obviously the fact that she is leveraging and pulling from styles from across Latin America that are sung and produced by people who are of Afro-Latinx identities who are, have been marginalized in the past, whose music has not been appreciated. And people like Daddy Yankee, who are pioneers, who were breaking molds, who created a space for for some of these songs and this music to actually be popularized. So for her to be using these styles, I mean, some might see it as her making space, right? They might see it as her referring to the people that she's directly pulling from. She's saying, literally, I'm, I'm sampling tracks from these great 
reggaetoneros on on my album and this is how I want to open in, in that callback. But others might say, you know, it's her just borrowing and, and not giving them the due space on the album. So it's an interesting moment um, that I think has, has had a lot of people talking for sure. I think in the heart of all of that conversation, you can tell that Rosalia is a very good student. She's a historian, she's an architect, and she's able to study all these different genres. And she creates something so new and experimental and exciting with these genres. And I think the one thing that is true is that she very much does her due diligence and she very much takes everything seriously when she's blending all these works together. But I think she can only be that good if she really understands the material that came before her. Rosalia Saoko from her album Moto Mommy. It's the number five song on the NPR Music Best of the Year list. And at number four is Alex G's Runner. There was a song that could have made our list and didn't, but certainly had a lot of impact by a guy named Harry. And it was the biggest song of the year called As It Was. I think this song is the indie rock As It Was. Not that it's exactly about what Harry Styles' mega hit is about. As It Was is about regret and acceptance. While I hear this song to be about devotion and intimacy, but both of them kind of have very personal quirky lyrics while also bringing choruses that just get lodged in your head and will not get out. And in fact, they make a great mashup in my head. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) just try it, you know, think of them together and they're going to just come right together. It's interesting to me that you say that this song is about devotion because I think the power of this song is that it invites an awful lot of thought. You know, I'm not entirely sure, but to me, at one point, I to me, I just wondered if the song is it about addiction hmm, yes, and what well, it does to us, or you know, or is it just about loving yourself and who you are and understanding, you know, the things that can set you off and turn you into your worst self. I went down a Reddit rabbit hole on this song, and people do have a lot of theories, you know, that yeah. it is about a drug runner, uh, you mm. know, someone who's supplying Alex G with his fix, or maybe it's about a dog. There's a line, Mm. they hit you with a rolled up magazine (laughs) that some people (laughs) thought meant it was about the dog in his life. And And it's from the album, God Save the Animals. Or maybe it's about God. Elsewhere on the album, there are some pretty like explicitly religious references. Mm So... That's why I say it's about devotion, connection, uh, maybe even obsession with someone else. I also just love how loose this song is, you know, and it's again, it's that sort of recurring theme that it's kind of jangly with a nice little strut, but not too carefree. And, you know, and something's clearly 
a little off and I'm not entirely sure what it is, but things are not as sunny and rosy as they may appear. Alex G is song runner from the album God Save the Animals in at number four on our songs list. In at number three is El Apagón from Bad Bunny. took a heartbreak album and turned it into a literal global incredible anthem of the summer of the year of a generation this song is not the most popular on the album it's not the most played it's not necessarily the song that people go to first in the club right when they're playing something from un verano sin ti but el apagón was absolutely i think massive in terms of the impact it had, both when he released it and the themes he was talking about, which is about Puerto Rico, about the political, social, economic issues that exist on the island, but also later in the music video he released, which is 23 minutes long, I think, and um, Mm -hmm. features like a whole mini documentary attached to it, um, addressing these issues, which what kind of pop star takes their music video and turns it into a political documentary. Um, I mean, throughout the entirety of the album, the signposting around Puerto Rico and what it means to him and just the island, its energy, the people, the culture, all of it is is so constant throughout. But I think in this song in particular, I mean, those opening lines, he's talking about Puerto Rico, he's talking about Carolina, he's talking about so much of who he is and where he's from he makes it so that where he's from and who he is, they're just inseparable. Like, you cannot experience Bad Bunny. You cannot experience the joys of his music without also sitting with him in in the challenges of being Puerto Rican and in the heartbreak of what it means to be in the limbo of life as a Puerto Rican citizen and, and all of the complicated facets of that. Anna, I love how you mentioned that this track isn't like the most popular, the first that people go to in the club. But I think it is one of the most, if not the most impactful track on the album. Because, you know, Benito's always used his status to platform Puerto Rico. But I feel like this year he really went full send on the I'm Puerto Rican. I'm a musician. I'm also an advocate and I'm going to platform all the injustices of my country and still hold pride in the same like hands you know what I mean El Abacón balances pride and anger like really well like in the build-up like I feel like the song is just edging you to the perfect build-up the whole time there's such a release of catharsis when they're screaming and it has like this catharsis that comes from both extremes like I'm so proud of my country I am my country I would die for my country and then there's also this anger it's him like tricking everyone into joining the movement where it's like all you people in the club who are like 
Puerto Rico está bien, cabrón. Like, you're also singing all about, like, oh, like, all these people suck who are taking from us and, and look at all the things that we have to experience on the island. It's like, and now you've got the whole world singing that. So, like, right. talk about calling attention to the, to the people that you care about, the things that you care about. I mean, he is, he could be talking about anything to anyone at any point. He has complete full liberty to do what he wants now and all he does is divert and direct all the attention back to the island and i think that that's incredible bad bunnies el apagon from his album un verano senti it's the number three song on npr music's top 10 list for 2022 in at number two is alien superstar from beyonce's renaissance please do not be alarmed remain calm do not attempt to leave the dance floor the DJ booth is conducting a tr- tr- troubleshoot test of the entire system. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. No one else in this world can think like me. I'm twisted. I'll contradict it. Keep him addicted. Lies on his lips. I lick it. Unique, that's what you are. Stilettos kicking vintage crystal off the bar. Category, bad bitch, I'm the bar. Alien superstar, whip, whip. I'm too classy for this world. Forever, I'm that girl. Beat you, Tom and Oh, baby. Break My Soul may have been the biggest hit. Uh, anthem on Renaissance is certainly was the the song that introduced the album to the world. But this is the track I think that resonates with the serious fans, and it's because it's such an incredibly artful assemblage of sounds, perspectives, and attitudes. Produced by the legendary DJ Honey Dijon, who is a trans woman, along with her producers Luke Solomon and Chris Penny, it connects Beyonce with Chicago House. And her vocal is like pure drag runway on this. You know, we've got that little faux British accent going on. We've got that sharp diction. We can just feel the head turns <laughs> in this song. It's, I love it. You know, the first time I heard Alien Superstar, when Beyonce said, no one can think like me, I went true the same time she went true. And that's when I knew Renaissance was going to be like the number one album of 2022. This song is just like, I'm shaking. (laughs) Like she's been writing and producing hit songs since she was a teenager. And it's so gratifying that she continues to push her ear and the sonic envelope of everyone, her peers around her. And Alien Superstar just feels like such a hold on, let me show you what I'm actually capable of moment. Like I've been holding back. This is really what I can do. And the way that she just travels, like she supersedes history to go into hyperdrive into the stars. Like it's such a transcendent experience and I'm speechless. She takes us so many places because she is in alliance with so many people. And that is what's crucial about Beyonce's method and makes it the definitive method of pop autourism in the 21st century. She's also just so meticulous as as an artist and as a person. And I think that 
what is on display here is is her curatorial ability, her producing ability, like so many facets of of just how she's able to so precisely and succinctly bring together all of these voices and ideas and traditions and and make it work so seamlessly. And I think that there's something incredible about that and then also something incredible about the fact that the sharpness of this song, the meticulousness of this song feels so representative of her and and you feel her essence in it. And to be able to hold both of those things at the same time to me is just so endlessly impressive and really feels reflective of where she's at in this moment. So I was amazed to see that too. All right, Beyonce, the song Alien Superstar from her album Renaissance. It's the number two song from our list. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. NPR (laughs) Music's pick for the number one song of 2022 is FNF Let's Go from Hit Kid and Glorilla. That mean I ain't gotta worry about no fuck nigga cheat And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again Y'all start hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends I'm F-R-E-E, fuck nigga free That mean I ain't gotta worry about no fuck nigga cheat And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again Y'all start hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends I'm G to the L to the O beat glow. You can catch me out in traffic tennis, slam with your hoes. I ain't popping out at parties, gotta boot me for a show. He say, Yeah, be living fast. Nah, pussy boy, you slow. Hey, we hopping out in red lights, twerking on them headlights. She say she can't come outside today, that means she's scared, right? I be put up in the winter, in the summer, pop out at night. Bragging on that nigga top, he better hold his head tight. Anyways, life's great. So I feel like all of our top 10 songs this year addresses or yearns towards escapism in that way. You know, you have the duality of, I'm sad, but I'm going to dance. I'm missing this place, but I'm going to be where I'm at. You know, whether that's Injustice on El Apagón, Genre Confinement on Alien Superstar, and Bad Habit and Saoko, or Repression, either by self or society, on What I Want and This Is Why. And I feel like that feeling, that yearning for escapism comes from, you know, the obvious. It's been two years since the start of the pandemic, and people are really, really antsy, kind of foaming at the mouth for some normalcy. And that's just very apparent in this year. And I think this summer had a lot of faults, but it was definitely the first summer where we were kind of outside again. And that comes with its own little anxieties. And I bring this all up to say that I think this number one song is exemplary of that long desired release. You know, Mm. FNF is the ultimate we outside song. Like you blare this when you're riding around windows down. You put this on for your best friend to convince her to go out after a bad breakup. You play this when your man is acting up so he knows what's up, you know, like. This is the best summer anthem in a long time. And I think the reason responded so eagerly to it, outside from that being outside for the first time summer, is of how uncomplicated and carefree it is. I just like this song. I can't even tell you guys how much I felt this. (laughs) I just was like, oh my God, like she just hit it. And I think, Letitia, to your point, it's like, it's so beautifully uncomplicated, but it's also like, 
It's not from a lack of knowledge or experience or or understanding okay. or any of those things or brain, right. right? Like, and that's the thing is is at this moment, this generation or just us in the world right now, no one's under any false pretenses about what anything is anymore. Like everyone is painfully aware of 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 life and and how it's operating. But I think that it's through that knowledge and through that pain to be able to find the uncomplicated still. That's what makes for something really special. That's what makes for an anthem, you know? Also, we just have to say, it just proves that women are at the top in the rap game. You know, it's not stopping. It's not a novelty. It's not going back. This is what this is what rap is now, okay? <laughs> you know, I love that. Glorilla with Hit Kid, the song FNF, Let's Go, NPR Music's pick for Song of the Year. Again, you can see the top 100 songs, our full list. Uh, along with a whole bunch of other best of the year picks at npr.org slash bestmusic2022. All one word, bestmusic2022. All right, thanks to everyone for making this episode possible and powers. Ana Maria Sayer and Letitia Harris, so glad to have you back for this. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thanks so much, Robin. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. <laughs>